everybody. So we are so excited. We are here to talk about 2018 animation and my friend Tony from Tony to Tiger Dude is here to talk about it with me. Hey there you guys. It's fun being back here again to talk about the anime films, the good, the bad, the okay. How will this year look? We'll have to see, but I look forward to discussing it with Rachel. Thank you for bringing me. Oh, thank you. And it's a really interesting year because uh, the, la the last couple of years, we've had so many animated films. Oh, yeah. And uh, like a mainstream release pretty much every month. And sometimes, like last June, we had three mainstream animated releases in one month. And so it's just been really intense as far as quantity. Last year, the quality wasn't so great. But... <laughs> There's just a lot. And this year, uh, there isn't as much. There's no DreamWorks film. Uh, there's only one Illumination film at the end of the year. Uh, there's uh, no, um, uh, a lot of projects that were announced were canceled, like Gigantic from Disney. And so, yeah, it's just a, it's an interesting year. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of indies and things like that that we don't know about, that haven't been announced, don't have release dates, whatever. And so, you know, we obviously won't talk about this, those in this preview. There's a couple that I know of that I'll mention, but, uh, but for the most part, we're talking about mainstream releases here in this preview. So, all right. Well, let's start with the one coming out this weekend, Peter Rabbit. Have you gotten to see it yet? Um, nope, I did not have a screening for that. I had a screening for Fifty Shades Free last night. Um, so I'm gonna most likely ha gonna have to pay to see that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hated the trailers for this movie with a passion. I was very upset. So I was going to it with very low expectations. So there's, there's some of that. Um, and I, I didn't really like it but it was, I didn't, it was strange to me. It was a very strange movie. So it wasn't like, it wasn't awful. You can sit through it and like, if you just want like a bland generic kids movie, it's fine. Like it's, it's not awful. It doesn't teach anything bad or whatever. But, um, but I, I just thought it was so all over the place. Like even the music, like one minute there'd be like a rap song and then next minute they're like opera and then the next minute, and like the story, I felt like, like they put a whole bunch of screenplays into a canon and then each day they just come and like, well, we're going to do this one today and this one today because the story was just all over the place. And like one minute, Mr. McGregor, the Dom, Dom Hill Gleason character, one minute he's the protagonist. You're supposed to feel, feel sorry for it. The next he's like definitely the antagonist. And then, and then he's in like this romance and then like one minute they can, the humans can understand the can't understand the bunnies and then the next minute they can talk to him and they can understand him. And it was just <laughs> a mess as far as like screenplay and story and whatever. And it does sort of repeat the same jokes over and over and over again. And some of those jokes really landed with the kids. I have to say there's one joke where, uh, where character there's like an electric electro cuted, um, door handle. Mm -hmm. Whenever someone touches that door handle, they go, Ooh, you know, fly back. And every time that happened in the theater, the kids just went crazy laughing. Thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing. And there is something about that kind of slapstick that just really kids love. Like it wasn't as bad as you thought it would be, but it's still not a very good movie. Right. And it's just kind of messy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I would recommend taking your kids to see Paddington too, if it's still playing around you instead. It's a million times better. Oh yeah, that one I that one I actually did really like. I saw that one like not too long ago. Yeah, it's so good. I loved it. So my favorite movie, even after going to Sundance, it's still my favorite movie of the year. Oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Well, there you go. Peter Rabbit. And I still think I wish they because there's all the, there's all these like 2D sections too, where all of a sudden it's like going back to the old school Beatrix Potter mm -hmm. animation. It's like, oh I wish we could have had that. Yeah, would you give Peter Rabbit a uh, not excited, excited, or very excited? Not excited. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even the slightest. <laughs> yeah. Did you grow up reading those books? 
Yeah, I did actually. It's yeah. a big it's a big part of my childhood. So and it's funny too, um, before we continue on, it's funny because when I heard they were doing a Peter Rabbit movie, I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. I can't wait to watch the trailer. And then I watched the trailer and I went, Oh, I should have known. <laughs> That's what I did too. I was just like, Die, I hate you, Sony. I, I was oh, like, God. I haven't been so dumbfounded by a trailer in a long time. Like I went to school and okay, Sony, what do you got? And I watched a trailer and this was me for like five minutes straight. Yeah. Really, Sony? <laughs> I was so dumbfounded that day. Oh, yeah. it's 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 not as bad as the emoji movie, but in some ways it's more frustrating because it's got this such potential. It's got this special thing, and they just like turned into and and the fact that it's based off of a beloved like childhood yeah, property. Right, exactly. So it's very frustrating. So the next movie that we have coming up next week, and I'm actually going to see it on Saturday, is called Early Man, and this is from our friends at Ardman, and this is about a caveman who uh, comes in contact with more civilized humans. And uh, it looks pretty funny, I think. I mean, I, I trust Ardman because I've liked all of their movies. And I just love stop motion. And I'm sure it'll do terrible at the box office because for some reason, I don't know, Ardman just can't seem to, can't seem to connect with, with U.S. audiences. Uh, they just can't seem to catch a break. I mean, Shaun the Sheep movie was so sweet and so good. And it made like $13 million at the box office, which is just crazy. Yeah. So I I don't know why, but they just can't seem to connect. So but I liked it. I mean, I I, I liked Sean the Street movie, and uh, I'm I'm guessing I'll probably like this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm actually really excited for this one. Um. <laughs> I mean, of, of course, I don't know how pure rabbit will be yet, but <clears throat> man. Uh, whereas I'm really dreading that one right now. Um. I am actually really looking forward to this one. I just like the fact that. Armin is making a claymated movie about cavemen and all that and how they have to blend with society. Um, it, it, it's a simple, but it looks like a simple but very funny concept. And knowing Armin, I have a feeling they'll do a very good job with this concept. The only Armin film I probably didn't care for was maybe like Flushed Away, but then it gets been like a long time since I've seen that one. Um, I'm actually to- there. And it's weird because, like, Flushed Away has all these elements that I should like. I mean, I love yeah. Jackman, love Kate Winslet, love Ardman. It sounds like a cute star, but for some reason it just didn't, it just didn't quite work for me. Uh, and yeah. uh, I think because maybe the characters are kind of selfish. Yeah, like, it's been a long time, but last time yeah. I saw it, I'm all like, this is one of the weaker stop-motion yeah. films I've seen. Yeah, and but I, I but I do I love Arthur Christmas so much. I, even though it's not stop motion, but I love that. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. They did do that one. Yeah, I love uh, Chicken Run, and I mean I guess Chicken Run and Walter Gromit had a certain degree of success, but they just they just never been able to equal that again. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, and this you know has a great cast: uh, Eddie Redmayne and Tom Hiddleston and Maisie Williams, and so that's encouraging too and yeah hopefully it'll be funny and uh i i also really like the pirates one band of misfits oh yeah yeah that that was a good one yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i just love that that one's one of my favorites just as far as the world building like the amount of detail into like every ship and every so i'm really excited to see that here like it's just so cool yeah yeah like 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 the movements never felt out of place it felt very fluid yeah yeah it really did early man would you give it a very excited excited or not excited i would say very excited yeah me too very excited i i just hope it'll be funny hope it'll be charming and now we're going to talk about another stop motion movie very excited we're going to talk about the Isle of Dogs. Nice. And what what are your feelings about Wes Anderson in general? 
I think he's a very talented filmmaker. Um, de- definitely one of the most unique filmmakers. Like you talk about filmmakers that have a certain specific style. And it's definitely hard to find another filmmaker quite like him. Like there's just something about his vision that's just so unique and his quirky style and his quirky characters and even some of the dark turns that he takes with his films. Like it's very interesting. His approach with films is definitely very fascinating. So uh, I definitely consider him one of the best working today. Yeah. He is so original and so uh, fun. Like he'll always sort of surprise you with his stories. And oh yeah. And just the even if the even if the story isn't great, it'll look great and it'll be a fun watch. Like I I don't I've never seen a Wes Anderson movie that I thought was like terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some are better than others. Uh, but uh, but I but uh, particularly of course this will be his second animated film, stop motion animated. Uh, where are you at on Fantastic Mr. Fox? Oh, I really like that one a lot. Yeah, it's really, really good. Because Roald Dahl is very difficult to, I think, translate to the big screen. Because yeah. uh, his images in the books come off as sort of empowering to kids and sort of charming. But like when you see them in real life, it can come off kind of mean spirited, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So unless you add a add a lot of whimsy, like the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or uh, you know, or you, I don't know, you just have to kind of get it just right because if you just translate it, a straight adaptation of his books, it usually doesn't work all that well for me. And so he added kind of just enough of his brand of whimsy to, I think, make it work. And I think it's one of his less sort of Maybe because it doesn't have humans. It's a, oh, I guess it does have humans, but like, uh, it's it's not not a human lead character that's being like like Matilda. It's so hard to like see her just treated so terribly. Things like that can be tough. And uh, um, even though I like that film, fine, uh, but it's just a tough balancing act, I think, to do. And I think he does a good job with it. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. With Bill of Dogs, I think. It's an original story. I'm not sure if it's based on something, but um, I, I think I think it's original because he's normally known for doing original work. Yeah, I don't think it's like based on a manga or something like that. No, but I, I don't think it is. Yeah, and so it's basically about this like dystopian society or whatever that there's been this canine flu, and so they like banish all of the dogs to this island, the Isle of Dogs, and they have to go on some kind of like journey with this there's this 12 year old there's this boy that comes to the island and they go on some kind of journey together and what do you think of this oh this is one of my most anticipated movies of the year like this is like one i'm like really excited for ever since i heard uh ever since he announced he was going to do like his second like stop motion animated kind of film i'm all like i'm all in i'm all in um like anything with Wes Anderson in general, I'm always up for up for it because his vision is just like so impressive. But like the stop motion here, just like with Fantastic Mr. Fox, looks so impressive. Like how how he's able to make the characters move without without it like feeling, I guess, really awkward. Like just have them move and move. I think is very impressive. Even the facial features, like the way their eyes open, or even when they're talking, the mouths are moving, like all the attention to detail, um, just like with Fantastic Mr. Fox, just from the trailer, uh, it just looks really impressive. Not to mention that the story definitely looks very fascinating. It looks very weird. It looks very out there. Um, And I'm assuming um, there's going to be some turns, unexpected turns with the story based on just the premise. But it's a, it's a, it's like one of those good kind of weird uh, stories. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out, honestly. And of of course, not to mention that the voice cast alone is, um, is just enough for a reason to go see it. Like you have Bill Murray, you have Jeff Goldblum, you have Scar Johansson, you have Brian Cranston, Edward Norton. Like, oh my God, the cast is so huge. I can't even name every single one of them. But, yeah, yeah, Total Strings yeah, in it. Like everyone is in it, <laughs> and uh, the it looks like the dogs still look pretty cute. And, and uh, of course, you know it's gonna be kind of that dry wit that he's known for. But I think oh, it's, yeah. gonna be, it's gonna be funny. It's going to be you know creative and uh, just I don't know. I just feel like it's been a long time since we had an 
Well, I mean, I, I still think of this as sort of mainstream animated film that mm-hmm. has been this sort of creative and risky and different. And so I'm, I'm really excited uh, about it as well. I think it looks really great. So yeah, that was definitely a very excited for me. And I know it's PG-13, too, actually, whereas yeah. Fantastic Mr. Mr. Fox was PG. This one's going to be PG-13. Oh, is that true, huh? Yeah. yeah. So maybe not as much for kids. Mm-hmm. Little yeah. kids, at least. Which is fine. Animation, you know, can be for everybody. I doubt. I wonder if it'll... Do you think it'll do well? What do you think? Um... Well, it depends. Uh, how do most of his movies normally perform at the box office? I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Um, if it if it's stop motion, I don't imagine it being successful because, unfortunately, even look at the Leica films; those yeah. don't those those don't exactly like they make decent money, but they're not exactly like box office hits. So, unfortunately, I don't see this one being that box office hit. If it is, I'll be very happy. Yeah, it's probably true. I don't know what else. Oh, I know one thing that's opening up that same day, but I don't know what else. So that can also make a difference too. Yeah. Uh, of what else people are going to go see. So we'll see. I'll def- we'll definitely be supporting it. It's definitely very excited for me. So it sounds like I'm very excited for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't get my rating. <laughs> yeah, my rating, very excited. I'm very nice. excited for this. <laughs> okay, so this brings us to the next, the other one opening that same weekend, the animated film. We have Sherlock Gnomes, and I. Where are you at on uh, Nomeo and Juliet? Okay, as far as Nomeo and Juliet goes, I think it's okay. Like it's not anything like horrible. Um, I know we're gonna discuss the trailer a little bit, so that's a different story. Um, but but wasn't anything that good either. It's just one of those animated films I watch. It's. Uh, entertaining in the moment but it's like once you're done watching it it just leaves your mind afterwards that's that's kind of how the first was for me like it's fine like it's it's in the middle for me it's all it's all right mm-hmm. I was not a big fan I guess I wouldn't go so far as like awful maybe I'm kind of in the same boat as as Peter Rabbit or <laughs> it's just or it's just really bland and really generic yeah and I didn't really like that like the songs didn't like makes sense to me they felt really wedged in and i didn't like the way they yeah. changed like they changed romeo and juliet beyond like recognition which annoyed me and obviously you're not gonna have like the tragic ending in like an animated film about gnomes but still it just so bothered me i didn't like it yeah. and i don't know it just did nothing for me <laughs> like it's one of those movies where i'm just like why are we having a sequel like even if people <laughs> liked it did anybody really like like it that much like when I saw a trailer for this film, and that's how you know how the first film is forgettable. I went, "Oh yeah, that's right. There was a first film." <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and this trailer, oh my gosh, was really bad. It was really dumb, and I have no enthusiasm for Johnny Depp to play Sherlock Holmes. Like I just feel like, or Sherlock Gnomes. I <laughs> like, like my poor my poor Sherlock Holmes has just been dragged through the gutter lately. Uh and I don't know, like that just doesn't interest me. I have if I wasn't, you know, or an animation blogger, there's no way I would go see this movie based on that trailer. Um I guess we're gonna have random Elton John songs again for some reason. I have no idea. And I don't know. What did you like? The, what did you think of this trailer? Oh God! Um, <laughs> where do I even start with this one? Um, if Peter Rabbit was not a thing, this probably be my most—not uh, my most, my least anticipated <laughs> animated movie of the year. Uh, yeah, th- this is up there with Peter Rabbit for me. This looks terrible and i hope when i do see it it's kind of like the first film where it's like it's not in the good level it's not in the bad level it's just like in the mediocre okay forgettable level uh but right now oh my god this looks this looks way worse than the first which once again i thought was okay but man 
the, the humor did not do it for me. Of, of course, the fart jokes. Like, I can laugh at fart jokes if it's done right, but oh god, how it was executed here. Oh, and not to mention, and not to mention the dancing gnome at the end. The, yeah. the gnome that shakes his butt at the end. Like, oh yeah, this is what we live for. This is cinema, people. This is this is this is what life is made for, to see a freaking gnome dance his butt. Yeah, in a thong bikini. It's like people watched Minions and were like, ooh, that made a lot of money. Let's copy all the worst parts of that movie and put it into the gnomes. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, it looks just terrible. It's definitely I'm not excited for me. I just same, same here. <laughs> Not excited. <laughs> so the next movie we're going to talk about is kind of an indie. Um, it's called Sergeant Stubby. And this comes out on the 13th. I don't know if this is like a little bit of a faith-based film. It's hard to tell from the trailer. But it actually looked pretty sweet <laughs> to me. Uh, the trailer, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of... Hold on just a second here. Um... It kind of reminded me a little bit in animation style of the short feast. The dog kind of looked like the dog in feast is maybe not that good, but like kind of just made me reminded me a little bit of that. And it's about this, this dog who becomes this friend of this soldier and in world in world war one. And uh, they, they become like this team and he, they both become these heroes kind of, and it, it just looked cute. I think I, uh, it's got Logan Lerman, Helena Bonham Carter, and Gerard Depardieu in the voice cast. So it's a very small budget. This is $25 million. And, but it does have music by Patrick Doyle, who's, like, pretty well-known. And so, I don't know. I feel like it it might be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer for this one once, and that was when I went to go see Ferdinand, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, I think it was when I went to go see Ferdinand. I saw his trailer. And there's not too much I have really for this one. It's like what you said, it looks cute. It looks like it could be a good movie. Like I like the concept of like this dog and the soldier. Like that's really nice. Um, You could say it's like an animated Megan Levy, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it it looks, it looks cute. Um, If I have to give a rating, I would say it's a soft excited, a soft excited. I think that's probably fair. It could be, I agree with you, a soft, excited. <laughs> <laughs> so then on the 20th, we have Duck, Duck, Goose. And this looks so terrible. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing that looks funny. There's nothing that looks original. There's nothing that excites me at all. It's just looks completely terrible in every way. <sighs> to me. <Yeah. laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree with you. Like, like, it's like, it's amazing how you can watch nice, simple anime movies like Ferdinand, great movies like Coco, like you would think by now we'd be past these generic animated movies, and for some reason we get some of these. Uh, man, th- this movie looks awful. Like God, that that's already three animated movies this year. I am like dreading very hard. Um, yeah, it, the animation does not look good. It looks very cheap. Um, it has a talented voice cast, but it makes me wonder why didn't they pick a better animated film to voice in? Um, and, yeah. the, and the humor, oh, oh, Lord Almighty, falls flat big time. Uh, so, so yeah, th- this one's a not excited, and it's a hard not excited. <laughs> yeah. um, this might be my, I don't know, this might be my least anticipated. I don't know. It and Sherlock Gnomes and Peter Rabbit and are, like, jockeying for, like, position of anticipated. And then there's one more that I'm like, 2018's Home on the Range to me. Oh man, and, and this and this makes and this makes Home on the Range look like a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, I wanted to just mention real quick an anime film. I don't know when that comes out in Japan on the 21st of 
April. We don't have a trailer. Uh, we have just like our little clip that you can find online. Um, but I'm guessing that we'll probably get it towards the end of the year in the United States. It might not be until next year. But anyway, I just wanted to mention it. It's called Liz and the Blue Bird. And this is by Naoka Yamada. And she is the director and animator behind A Silent Voice, which was a, I guess, as much as an animated, anime film can be a breakout hit. It was a, it was a breakout hit in 2017, A Silent Voice. And it was a very good movie and one of my favorites of the year. So I'm excited for this. I'm excited for whatever she does. And it's really cool because there's not that many female directors in anime. So it's kind yeah. of exciting to see her career. And uh, so anyway, just something to kind of have on your radar called Liz and the Blue Bird. We have nothing in May at all for animation. And in June, we have The Incredibles 2. So this is very exciting. <laughs> Where does um, the original Incredibles lie for you in your sort of Pixar rankings? Oh man, that that's a hard one considering uh, how many great Pixar movies there are. I know it's tough. Um, it really is. But um, hmm, would it be in the top ten? I'd say maybe somewhere in the top ten. Like I don't know my ranking of Pixar movies exactly, but it would be in the top ten, if not top fifteen. Which I know for some people would be like, "What? It should be higher." <laughs> it's like it's so hard because that's just how many great I movies know. Pixar has made, but. No, but yeah, but yeah, it's a really well done movie. It's it's really cool to get a superhero movie by Pixar, and this is a superhero movie that wasn't based on like a comic book or anything. It was just something original, which uh, you don't really get a lot of. So for yeah. Pixar to do something like that, it was just such a breath of fresh air for them to do. So yeah, like uh, I'm I'm honestly a really big fan of the first film. Yeah, it's like with Pixar, I have a solid top three all top three and then i have like a 10 car pile up for number the fourth place because my solid top three are up inside out and toy story those are my top three and a lot of that is because i have like emotional sort of attachments even beyond just the movie itself oh yeah um with those three so i don't think those will ever be kind of rescinded and uh and then the rest uh i i would i'm i usually end up putting incredibles at number four because I really do love it so much. Um, and I think that The Incredibles, not only is it a great superhero movie, a great superhero origin story movie, it's a great comedy, it's very funny, but I also think it's actually a really great movie about work and about trying to be something that you're not and how like toxic that is as a, as a, as a human being. Because you have... Uh, the, the whole family pretending to be something that they're not and hiding the fact their special abilities, their talents, whatever. And in fact, you have Bob trying to pretend to be this, this insurance agent, you know, in this terrible job. And, and it's just not him. That's not who he is, you know? And, and when you're in that kind of situation in life and you're not like living authentically to like who you are, it's just so toxic and so terrible and it's, it's just interesting, like, as soon as he starts kind of getting training again and getting back into to being super, all his, his, like, whole demeanor changes, you know, like, he loses weight, and he's so happy, and he's so, you know, all this stuff, because, because he's being himself, like, that's who he is, you know, and so I actually think there's, like, a layer there of truth, you know, that is really powerful, and that's what, what is so great about what Pixar always does. You know, they always have that sort of layer. I would say that I necessarily like needed a sequel like a lot of people did, but I'm definitely really excited and I'm excited to see what they're gonna do next. I think it's interesting that they're starting right at the pickoff of the last movie and they pretty much got the whole team back, directors, writers, everybody. Most of the voice cast is back. And uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Were you excited about this? Um, Incredibles 2? <clears throat> oh, yeah. This might even be my most anticipated animated film of the year, honestly. Well, it's either that or another animated film that's coming out in November of this year. I don't want, I won't say yeah. it right now, but it's between that animated film. But yeah, I'm very excited for this. Like I said, I am a big fan of the first film. 
And um, I, I probably wouldn't say I was, uh, like at first at least, like I remember like around 2010 where people were just like wondering where it was. But as time went by, and especially when I rewatched the first film, I kind of do wonder how come they haven't made a sequel by now because the first film did end off on a cliffhanger, um, you know, with that villain, uh, the the underminer. I believe that's called the minor underminer. Like it ended with him. With syndrome? No, no. It it was like. Um, it was like he was like the underminer, and then that's when the Incredibles put on their mask, and the movie just ended from there. Oh, it was I like, remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like, yeah. So, so honestly, after rewatching the film and seeing that ending, I'm all like, yeah, I would think a sequel happened a long time ago because that was pretty much a cliffhanger ending. Like, it wasn't an ending, it was like a cliffhanger. So, the fact that the sequel, for what I'm hearing at least, is literally going to continue off uh, where it ended with that villain, the underminer if that's the the name, uh, has me very excited. And I am honestly looking forward to just seeing the family again and the fact that they got the voice cast to come back, the fact that Brad Bird is involved in this again is really nice. You know, after seeing him do a couple of live-action movies like Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, and Tomorrowland, it's going to be cool to see him do an animated film again. Um, so I think this movie is already in good hands, honestly. Um, you know, I don't know too much about the story because we've only gotten a yeah. teaser. So, yeah. and, and I like that. I like that. I don't know too much about the story, but whatever they have in plans for us with the story, I'm pretty sure it could be just as interesting, if not maybe be a little bit better than the first. So, yeah, uh, my rating would be very excited. Like this is a this is a very enthusiastic, very excited for me. It's my most anticipated movie period of the whole year. So, yeah. you can see my shirt. Oh, I just noticed that. Right now. <laughs> so, okay, good. All right. So, the next movie is another anime. I just wanted to mention real quick. Also, this is opening in Japan, so I don't know when it'll open in the United States. But on July 1st uh, is a movie called Mirai no Mirai. And this is by famous anime director Mam Mamoru Hosada. His last movie was The Boy and the Beast, which was really good. Uh, and he's done The Girl Who Luck Through Time. And Summer Wars, great movies. Anyway, something to keep on your radar as well. Is Mirai? No, Mirai. <clears throat> okay, then in July, we have, on the 13th, we have Hotel Transylvania 3, The Summer Vacation. And I'm really surprised that they did this because I, I think they just had such a good thing going in September. They had such a good spot there. I still think you could do a summer vacation movie in September. I don't think it's... I think it's okay. Like, you should have Labor Day, like, in September. It would work. And uh, they just ha they just carved this little, like, niche where I feel like the summer is so much more um, crowded. I mean, I guess not as much this year. Maybe they're lucky that way. But I was surprised when I heard that they were moving it to September. I mean, moving it to July from September. Um, and I guess, like, I... <sighs> I don't love these movies, but they're just like, eh, for me, they're fine. I didn't like the second one as much as the first one because I'm a huge Fran Drescher fan. And then in the second one, she's like hardly in it at all. And like a lot of the um, supporting cast were just like barely in it. Like I like one line. And so that was kind of annoying. And I felt like they kind of copped out at the end of the last one with like making him a vampire. Cause it's like, that would have been more interesting to see like how they deal and how they adapt and can they really love this person who's like different and like it would have had more the ending would have had more meaning but they make him a vampire which is like i don't know it's just kind of like oh yeah this one um is actually coming on my birthday which i think is very cool so i consider it a nice little birthday gift for me oh, there you go um and also because I actually am a fan of the first two films, I think they're both solid, like very solid, very fun, very entertaining animated films. You know, they're not trying to break new ground for animated movies. They're just meant to be simply just very entertaining and very funny. And that's how I view both of them. Like I, I rewatch both of the movies at least like maybe once every few months and they both make me laugh like very consistently, like the humor there's just something about the humor in both movies that does something for me. Um, and I will say at first I did find a little bit weird that, yeah, I would agree with you that it's not September release, like the first two, but then when they revealed what the storyline was, 
um, about them going on a summer vacation, I think it kind of makes sense, honestly, um, especially since they make it very clear, you know, holds a Transylvania three summer vacation. Mm-hmm. The first, the first two didn't have a subtitle, but this one does. That's true. Um, so yeah, I, I'm down for a summer Holt of Transylvania movie. Um, and you know, it's dead Gennady Tartakovsky, um, who, who is a very talented, um, filmmaker, writer, just in general, he's just a very talented person. Um, so I think as long as the third film can be just as funny and just as entertaining as the first two, in my opinion, then it should be good. And I hope it's good because if it's not, man, will that be a depressing birthday for me? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like a soft excited. <laughs> oh yeah, my rating excited. There you go. Excited. There you go. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Then on the 27th, we have Teen Titans go to the movies and I have no, like, there's, like, a huge amount of animosity towards this movie. Oh, yeah. By, like, fans of the show or, like, people who hate the show. I don't know. I don't really understand the dynamic of the show. But, I, so I have none of that. I'm just going off of the trailer. It was terrible. I hated the trailer. It was so bad. And so, just on that alone, I'm like, lame. I don't really am not interested. It doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't look good at all. Some of the animation looks kind of fun, but from what I can tell, like this show is like 10 minute little bits, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's like um it's like with a lot of cartoons where it's like to film the 30 minute runtime, it's like two episodes, but they're like eleven minutes long. Yeah. And you where are you out on the show? Do you like it, hate it? No opinion. I I watch the show sometimes, like, I, I wouldn't say I hate the show, like, I know everyone's all like, oh, the, this show is awful, oh, this show is offensive, why would you ruin Teen Titans, like, I'm not really like that, like, yeah, I love the original Teen Titans show, but when I watch Teen Titans Go, I just see it as like, okay, it's something I watch when I'm bored, I have nothing to do, I don't hate it, but I don't really think it's good either, like, I watch it, and I move on with my day. That's basically what the show is for me. Like, it's just a disposable show I watch when I'm bored sometimes. So there was a Teen Titans, and that had fans. And then they made Teen Titans go, and that made the Teen Titan fans mad. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the original Teen Titans show was, like, a more serious show. Like, it had its humor, but it wasn't, like, a full-on comedy show like this one. And Teen Titans Go, this one breaks, like, the fourth wall. And the creators are even aware because there was an episode where Teen Titans Go actually addresses the original show because the original show ended on a cliffhanger and it never picked up another season. So to this day, the fans are mad that the creators never picked up another season. So when Teen Titans basically gave that, you know, the middle finger, they pretty much gave the fans the middle finger in that episode. Um, Yeah, fans have been holding it against them. Especially ever since that episode, which wow, Cartoon Network, wow. you really, you really. So went. this sounds like it's going to be a huge hit for Warner Brothers. You have all the Teen Titans <laughs> fans that hate Teen Titans Go, and you have all the Teen Titans Go fans that, from everything I can see, absolutely hated this trailer and hate the idea of this movie, and all the other people who don't care either way who will probably hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As for the movie, I'm kind of the same way with the show. I'm like, it looks, it looks whatever. Like that's the best way to describe it. It's like it looks like a big old whatever. Like doesn't need to exist. No, but I'm not really bothered. It exists. Like I'm just like, okay, just, just, just bring me your best shot, Warner Brothers. They made the Nomeo and Juliet fart jokes look subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. The it's like, oh my gosh. Like the beginning of the trailer, I'm like, oh, this could be kind of like Lego Batman-y, kind of. I have to ask, uh, what did you think of the Aquaman jab at the end of the trailer? That was kind of funny. Yeah, that that would be lovely. Like a Lego Batman kind of vibe to this movie, maybe. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that ooh, that. (laughs) Yeah, that 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 fart joke goes on for like forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not excited for me. Yeah, I'll say not excited too, but it's like a meh, not excited. <laughs> so there you go. It's a meh, not excited. <laughs> okay, good. Um, then we have nothing in August. So there, that's interesting. 
Uh, and we have nothing again until the end of September when we have the movie Smallfoot. So that so there is a two month gap there, huh? Yeah. Wow. Two month gap. And Smallfoot. And I didn't think this trailer was that bad. I I don't know if I was expecting like Norm of the North when I heard Smallfoot, but it, it wasn't that bad. I didn't think it it looked like it maybe might be a little bit okay. Um, I mean, it definitely looks like a copy of a lot of stuff we've seen before, but the idea of sort of like, it, it's very Monsters, Inc., but whatever, like the idea that the Bigfoot would be like scared of the humans and think like the humans were the scary ones is kind of fun. Um, I don't know. I didn't hate the trailer. Yeah, I'm the same way, honestly. Like, obviously, I don't think they've released a full trailer yet, so it's kind of hard for me. So it's kind of hard for me to say what my full on thoughts are. But if I were to judge it from that teaser that they released, I thought it looked pretty cute. Um, I'm not like head over heels excited or probably, I'm probably not necessarily like on the full interest level yet. But I'm going, okay, this looks cute. This doesn't look anything horrible. This doesn't look like a Peter Rabbit or freaking Duck Duck Goose or anything. It just looks harm. It just looks harmless fun and... Hopefully, it could be, like, good, harmless fun. I mean, the animation looks really nice, and it seems like there's been a trend of having a movie come out on the last week of September. I know last year was Lego Ninjago. The year before that, it was Storks, and Halt of Transylvania 2. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Interesting to bring up Storks, because I think it has the same writer. And and, isn't it, and it's yeah. the same studio, too, yeah, right? Like, Warner, Warner's doing this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and I like Storks. I think Storks was funny. I, oh, I yeah. I enjoyed it. So yeah, hopefully it'll be a pleasant little, little movie. So I would say I'm, I guess I would say excited on that one. I'm like in the middle score. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say mild excited. Th- there you go. That's best to describe it. I'll <laughs> say mild excited. That's actually the best way to, to put it. <laughs> okay, good. So on the 9th of November, we have The Grinch. And this is our lone movie from Illumination. We get a break from the minions. Thank goodness. And I'm not all that excited about this, to be honest. We haven't seen a trailer yet. We've just seen some posters. And I really don't like Baby Grinch. They show. But Indic Cumberbatch could be fun in the lead. But I have hated most of these adaptations of Dr. Seuss. There's one that's watchable uh, in, um, uh, in Horton Hears a Who. I think that one's okay. Um, but the rest are some of my least favorite movies I've ever seen. I hate the Lorax and I hate uh, Cat in the Hat. And I really don't like Ron Howard's Grinch. It's not for me. I don't like it. And I, I just, it just doesn't work to me expanding these short little stories into future films. I, so I'm very, very skeptical on it. Um, so, and I'm not that high in illumination. They really haven't made... Let me think of the movie of Illumination that I like. I guess Sing is my favorite Illumination movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that great, but I don't know. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of. And so, yeah, um, I would say not excited about this one for me. Yeah, for me, I'm actually very excited for this one. I'm actually up for the idea of an animated Grinch film. As far as the Ron Howard one goes, that one is just okay. Like, between that one, the live-action kind of hat, oh, that, that movie makes the Grinch look like a masterpiece. I'll take the Ron Howard one any day over the Mike Myers kind of hat. See, uh, we'll see how, if a trailer comes out and it's and it's cute, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm open to it right now. I would say not excited. But. Honestly, as long as they're not doing another Despicable Me movie, that's <laughs> fine. I know they have Minions too, kind of. I actually don't hate Minions. I'm just like, eh, whatever on that one. But like, yeah. as far as the Despicable Me movies go, yeah, I'm pretty much done because Despicable Me three, oh, that, that, that real, that really made my blood boil. <laughs> Drew and Gru weren't doing it for you. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the only part of that because I hated Minions. I thought it means it was just atrocious. And uh, I, don't, I don't blame you. The only reason I would give Despicable Me 3 a higher grade is I did think some of the stuff with the little girl and the unicorn was sort of cute. And Yeah, that, that was actually my favorite plot in that film. Yeah. yeah. 
And I thought that the minions singing the modern major general was I'll I'll, 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 I'll admit that actually did make me laugh. That was funny. There you go. There you go. They actually made me laugh twice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how the Grinch turns out. It could be a holiday classic in the making. We don't know. So there you go. Um, All right. Then the 21st. So we have Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. I think this is just the most terrible name for this movie. (laughs) What are they thinking? Like, what could possibly Disney be thinking? Like, it sounds, it's so clunky. It's so awkward. It's so weird. Like, I don't understand it. And so, full disclosure, I'm not the biggest fan. I don't hate it, the original Rick Ralph fan. But I'm not a hardcore fan like most people are. Because it frustrates me because I feel like it has this great setup of like he's gonna go on this adventure and we love this character and it's so fun he's gonna go experience all these different worlds look at this train station we see all these characters we see all this stuff it's gonna be so fun but then he's like in the the army game for hero's duty i think it's called for like 10 minutes not very long he gets his medal which was the whole purpose of why he was out like I was so surprised because I'm like that should be the ending of the movie like he gets the medal right and then no he gets it like very early and then he goes into Sugar Rush which to me felt very generic very like I've seen that kind of land a million times before I do not like Sarah Silverman I did not like Vanellope I thought the story was very played out very blah to me I just I was like oh get out of Sugar Land get out of Sugar Rush whatever it's called and, and then finally, uh, you get Sergeant Calhoun and Felix come back and I'm like, yes, yay, now it's getting funny again, and now it's getting good, and now I like it. And, um, so I find it a frustrating film, and I just don't love it like other people love it. It's very middle, middle to lower end for me for Disney. And so, but I, I like feel so conflicted because even if I didn't have that experience with the first movie, I think that this movie is just like, I don't know what they're thinking because I think having him go into the internet is totally the wrong choice because the whole appeal of Wreck-It Ralph, even though I don't love it, is that it's vintage and then it's all about, it's playing on nostalgia for these games and these characters. And uh, we we hardly got to see any of that. We hardly got to see any of the arcade, any of the world. Like, the idea of Ralph being online to me is just, like, not interesting. And it's not something that sounds appealing to me of him, like, it it just sounds, I'm not going to, obviously it's going to be better than the Emoji movie, but, like, just a sense of, like, the way in the Emoji movie you had the Emoji, like, coming up against Dance Mix and coming up against, like, that's not appealing to me as far as Wreck-It Ralph. Like, all of a sudden he's in Oh My Disney and all of a sudden he's in... And I did see the little thing with all the princesses at D23, and I didn't love it. (laughs) I'm one of the rare people. I thought it was kind of, it felt kind of Shrekian to me. And I don't want that in Disney. We already have that in DreamWorks and Illumination and Blue Sky. I don't need another parody film, another film where they're making fun of themselves and whatever. I don't need it. And so... I have, I'm actually kind of not excited about this movie. There you go. Who, I've said it. <laughs> I have your personal <laughs> opinion. So I know you feel the exact opposite. So uh, I'll lend you the floor. <laughs> hey, hey, honestly, after you explain all that, I'm going, okay, I can actually understand why you weren't a fan of the first, honestly. Like, okay, cool. You, you, do, you do bring up good points because even though, like, I'll, I'll admit, I do love uh, Wreck-It Ralph, honestly, but, yeah. like, I can understand someone being disappointed because he didn't jump to as many, like, games as the marketing for that movie led you to believe. And the first um, 15 minutes, I would say, of the actual movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could definitely understand that. But for me, I just thought the world building was just so creative. Even if that move, 
EV uh, Sugar Rush. There you go. Sugar uh, Rush. Even, even, even if most of the movie took place in Sugar Rush, I wasn't really bothered by that because I, I did feel invested with Ralph and Vanellope's like little friendship and uh, Ralph helping Vanellope. Like, yeah, I would say my biggest criticism was that when Vanellope gets introduced, even on rewatches, I have the same problem. She does start off as annoying. Like, luckily, the character does get better, but every time she does get introduced in the film, I'm all like, oh, God, she's really getting under my gears. But that's really, like, maybe the only criticism I have of the film. But, yeah, I honestly did love pretty much everything about it. I even thought there were some very emotional moments, especially towards the end that almost got me, like, teary-eyed. So I thought the first was very well done. And as for the sequel, well, first of all, with the title, yeah, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2, like, I can't stand it when movies put, like, Wreck-It Ralph 2 or whatever at the end. That's, like, with Blair Witch. Like, Blair Witch Project, the sequel is called Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Like, why, why not just reverse it? Just reverse it. It's so weird. No. So yeah. weird. But the, but the concept of him going to the internet, yeah, it's kind of weird. It can go either way. I will still say I'm excited for the film, but I am a little bit bummed that maybe the sequel was going to be about him maybe jump into more games, exploring to more of that. So I will say I'm kind of a little bummed they're not going in that direction. But as far as the internet goes, I am very curious. And after them announcing that they're pretty much bringing back all of these Disney princesses um, back, I'm not going to lie, it had me excited. Um, well, they're going to have Star Wars, they're going to have Marvel, they're going to have, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, so I'm curious to see how that'll work in a Wrecker Ralph movie. Hopefully, it does. I will say, hopefully, my little worry is it doesn't feel like Disney is promoting themselves. Basically, I hope, I hope whatever they're doing with these pr- pr- princesses, I cannot talk, and all these <laughs> other stuff. I hope it makes it work within the story itself. So yeah, I have my little, maybe my little hesitations, but I will say overall, I am very excited. Like this and Incredibles 2 are like up there as yeah. like my most anticipated animated movie. Yeah. And, and I, I can understand too. why. And I, I, I know that I'm in the minority when it comes to uh, Wreck of Ralph. But for me, it's definitely one of the most overrated Disney films just because I don't think it's terrible. There's certainly way worse animated films, but it's the one that I feel like a lot of people have very high up on their list. And yeah. like the top 10 Disney films of all time, they're putting it up there with like Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and, you know, oh, like Pinocchio and stuff like that. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my struggle. <laughs> oh, hey, that's and that's okay too. Like, you know me too. I'm someone that can have my own unpopular opinions. Yeah. The last one we have an actual release date uh, is uh, December 14th. We have Spider-Man Enter Enter the Spider-Verse. And first when I heard this announced, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. We've got a lot of Spider-Man going on here, you know, in the world. And I don't really trust Sony that much. And what are we going to do? But... The trailer was pretty darn awesome. It was pretty amazing that the trailer, I think, for this movie. It looked cool and graphic and stylish. And it I thought it was better than the Infinity War trailer. I'm just gonna put it out there. I did. <laughs> it was really cool. And it's just as far as the teaser, we'll see once a full trailer comes out. But it made me excited. It was one of the most effective trailers as far as like moving me up from like zero to hero like very effectively <laughs> what about you um yeah for me i'm pretty interested in this film um i'm not exactly like high on it like at least not yet yeah. i probably need to see more um but yeah the teaser trailer um i will admit it didn't necessarily grab me but i did uh, watch that teaser going okay I could see potential in it. The animation I did think was very nice, even though I did feel like some of it was very choppy, like some of the movements I noticed, mm-hmm. especially with like Miles Morales like falling. I was all like, ooh, that doesn't look too good. But then again, the movie doesn't come out until December and the teaser dropped like literally a year before mm-hmm. its release. So I can understand the animation not being finished and I'm pretty sure it will be finished by the time it comes out. But yeah, in the teaser, I noticed some weird like mm-hmm. little 
animated errors, but... I just liked it. it had kind of a comic book 2D almost style oh, to it a little bit. I, that, that was the light. cool thing about the teaser, I'll say that. Yeah, I did the like light it. and the colors and the... It looked really it, cool. It, 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 it was it was a very colorful like as far as the animation goes it was very colorful mm-hmm. and it's very unique like uh we, we we've seen a lot of 3d animated films i definitely haven't seen 3d animation quite like yeah that. yeah sure that will have some of the typical cringy sony elements the product placement <laughs> and the terrible humor and the things like that but uh <laughs> but oh well what are you gonna do um so the only other ones I wanted to quickly mention is I did see two animated films at Sundance. Uh, I saw one um, called Lou Over the Wall. This is an anime, anime film, and it was the first anime film to ever be accepted at Sundance. Unfortunately, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really didn't like it. It was very, like... I felt kind of assaulted by it. Like the, the images were very, very, very. And like the story was all over the place. I had no idea what was going on half the time. And the parts that I did understand felt very much like a copy of Ponyo. Have you ever seen Ponyo? Oh, oh yeah, I did. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. It felt very like Ponyo. So there's like this mermaid who's like becomes friends with this little boy and just felt a lot like Ponyo to me. Um, but it was just like, I don't know. I just didn't care for it really at all. I didn't like it. Um, was that was it more all over the place for you than Peter Rabbit? Um, yeah, in a more like I like I really I felt nauseous. Like it was just visually oh. all over the place. Like I I didn't even know where to sometimes look because there was just like stuff happening everywhere. Oh, man. I I really didn't like it. Um, and then, unfortunately, it was just like a bad Sundance for animation, unfortunately, because there was another film called White Fang that is also going to get a release sometime. And I was really excited for it because it had some really nice moments of animation. Um, and it's based on the story, the novel, but there's a long sequence where these dogs are being kind of trained to be dog fighters. And then they're actually in dog fights. And it's so brutal. Like, it was hard. I mean, I'm not, like, the biggest dog person in the world. So the fact that I found it, like, super upsetting says something. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, my, peop- my friends that are, like, super dog people, oh, my gosh, they would die. Um, and it was just, it, it was, like, brutal in the sense of, like, you could hear, like, bones cracking. There was blood. It was like, and uh, it was long, mean, and I just, there's no way that I could recommend it to anybody despite having some good animation and some good vocal performances. Um, I would never take a child to it because it's just too disturbing. So uh, that's my little warning. <laughs> White fang. What, what, what rating do you think it would get once it comes out like theatrically? I think it'll it'll get PG-13. PG-13? Yeah. Um, because of that sequence with the dog fighting. Um, I would be shocked if it got a PG. But the MPA is stupid, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> lately, lately, me and my friends talk about the MPAA so many times, it's not even funny. You can have, like, tons of violence, but you say two naughty words, and it's like, oh... That's why I tell people, I'm like, you have to make your own informed. Do not rely on some corporate body that makes of insiders to make your like moral decisions for you. Like you should find out what's in it and decide for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I used to be like that, but these past few years I've been questioning the NPA so much. I'm all like, I'm not going to even bother trusting the NPA anymore. Even well, uh, that's this year. It, It really does seem like a pretty lean year. But I would say for me, most excited is for Incredibles 2, definitely, out of all of these. And then probably Isle of Dogs is my second. Yeah, I'd probably say, that's kind of hard. I'd say probably my most anticipated is Incredibles 2, just because I have my little, little worries with uh, Wrecker Ralph 2. Mm -hmm. But I'm still very excited overall at that one. Yeah. Um, So I'd say that, then followed by Wrecker Ralph 2, then followed by Isle of Dogs. 
All right. Well, it'll be fun to check out uh, our reviews. And um, I should have my review of Early Man uh, up to, on um, Saturday. So look for that. And uh, so where can people find you? Oh, man. I, there, there's so much social media, so we could be here all day. <laughs> Uh, but you could find me on uh, on my YouTube channel, 22TigerDude. You could follow me at Snapchat at TigerDude222. You could follow me on Twitter at TigerDude22. Instagram, 22TigerDude. Facebook, 22TigerDude. Um, oh, yeah, and Letterboxd at TigerDude22. And I literally just started a Stardust account. So if you want to ah. follow me on like literally just two days ago i started this account so if you want to follow me on stardust tiger dude 22 awesome great i'll have to follow you on there because i i've been on there for a couple weeks so i'm pretty new too uh but yeah you can find me rachel's reviews on itunes and youtube and uh you can uh, follow me on social media at smiling lds girl uh all over the place so yeah that will be really fun and thanks so much for doing this i really appreciate it Oh, thank you for bringing me on here. Like, obviously, I love animated films in general. So the fact that I got to do this again, honestly, made me happy. Oh, well, good. Great. Anytime. Uh, so we will have, maybe we'll have to do like a mid-year update or something like that and let you know how things are going. So that'd be very cool. Okay. We'll talk to you later then.